Welcome to For Your Amusement, a theme park podcast that aims to exhaustively evaluate the world's most popular theme park attractions to determine if they are world class. I'm Ryan Bergara. I'm Byron Marin. And for this episode's featured attraction, we heal the ouch of the green planet so we can hang with our guy E.T. in E.T. Adventure in Universal Studios Orlando. And joining us today on the pedals is none other than Jenny Nicholson. That's me. Thank you for joining us here in the Tiki Room. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And you know, this will please a lot of you. A lot of you were, were requesting Jenny in it, and I was reading those comments and being like, we, we are going to have Jenny on the show, uh, but I didn't want to reveal it. When it comes to the show, we have our guests pick the rides mm -hmm. and you picked E.T. Adventure. Do you want to give a, a little spiel on why? Uh, I love it so much. So that's why I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely not like your marquee attraction though. It's not like your Rise of the Resistance no. or something like that. Or yeah, it's underappreciated, I think, and I think it feels like a ride from a bygone era. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. It's like old Universal. Yeah, I, and I I will put the disclaimer here that I am not questioning that in the sense of like I don't believe it's a, a worthy attraction. This is actually one of my favorite rides of all time. Good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Passed the first test, nailed it. But Jenny, this must mean that you're a massive fan of the film, right? Uh, I still have not seen the film. That, but I have been on the ride. That is bonkers. That's like me when I first watched Waterworld, the the show. I didn't even know there was a movie. No, they're the same thing. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, the show is way better. But yeah. E. T. Come on now, it's a classic. I've probably seen it when I was very young, but mm. if I have, I don't remember it. So, but I do know what happens. Now, Byron is going to deliver the history here. Since this is, uh, this is your ride, I imagine you're already yeah. an expert on this. So if you have any comments, mm. critiques, just go ahead and interrupt him and yeah. be like, hey, that's wrong. Okay. Step on in. Let us know if we botched it. Or, or if you wanna, by we, I if mean you me. Add on, if you want to add I'm on. I'm here yeah. to learn. I'm excited. All right, let's get Great. into it. June 11th, 1982, the Steven Spielberg-directed film E.T. the Extraterrestrial gets its theatrical release. The film surpasses Star Wars to become the highest grossing film of all time, a record that E.T. held for 11 years, eventually bested by another little Steven Spielberg flick entitled Jurassic Park in 1993. But as for E.T., a few years after the film's massive theatrical haul, and roughly 20 years after Universal Studios Hollywood officially opened as a theme park, that would be July of 1964, Universal began development on their second theme park to take place in Orlando, Florida. They bring on Steven Spielberg as a creative consultant, which naturally leads to the team's interest in creating an attraction based on the world's new favorite little alien. Steven Spielberg and, at the time, Universal VP Peter Alexander, who, by the way, was a former college roommate of Steven Spielberg's, um, spearheads the creative process on the E.T. ride, and they are met with the challenge of condensing the two-hour emotional arc from the film into an experience that is over in a matter of minutes. Alexander pitches the idea of featuring elements from the famous bicycle chase scene in the film and transitioning to E.T.'s home of the Green Planet, inspired by the 1985 novel E.T. The Book of the Green Planet by William Kotzwinkle. I just wanted an excuse to say Kotzwinkle, <laughs> or else I would have not put that, that in. That sounds like the name of a guy who would be like, I need more E.T. material. Let me write mm -hmm. a book. Have you seen this book? You heard about that? I've read it. No, that's a lie. I thought it'd be funny if I read the book, but I hadn't seen the movie. Yeah, that would no, be I interesting. That's like reading only the Star Wars novels that are like mm -hmm. outside of the films. It's powerful. Have you read it? I have not. E.T. and the Green Planet? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, the Book of the Green Planet. Book of the Green Planet. Mm. Excuse me. It's very creative. I like when books say mm. that they're books. Yeah. I saw some illustrations from this. Apparently, this was the inspiration for all of the, in my opinion, 
and we could we could battle this out because I see you're wearing a shirt. Mm-hmm. The horrifying little creatures that are on the green <sighs> planet. These what? these guys are freaky. No, <laughs> they're no. freaky little guys. That's not true. <laughs> they're kind of fucked up. I mean, they're. The, I, I don't you, know you, how you, to you say couldn't, it. You couldn't well, save it for the good and the bad, could I, you? I just oh had to God. get it in there. That's the best part. I'm sure a lot of people coming out to ride the ride were hoping to see those guys. So, anyways, continue, Byron. Although Spielberg was on board with the idea of doing this bicycle chase scene as well as incorporating the not so popular Green Planet, he emphasized the importance of creating a special personal moment that the guests riding the attraction can have with. E.T. When he kisses you on the forehead at the end. That might be a different version. Oh, okay. hold, your, hold, okay. hold, your, hold your horse. Never, we, 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 can't, we can't spoil everything too quick. Mm-hmm. On June 7th, 1990, E.T. Adventure officially opens with the rest of Universal Studios Florida. June 12th, 1991, so just a year later, Universal Studios Hollywood gets an E.T. Adventure of their own. And then March 31st of 2001, Universal Studios Japan opens. And with that opens their very own version of E.T. Adventure. Kind of ironic that Hollywood and Japan got their version of the E.T. ride after the Florida one, and yet those two are gone now. Mm -hmm. They died of old age. It's not ironic. On March 14th of 2003, E.T. Adventure in Hollywood closes and gets replaced by Revenge of the Mummy. And then in- Yeah, not my face. Look, it's a fine ride. (laughs) I like it, but it's no E.T. It's no E.T. I I think I- Did I weep? Maybe inside I cried. On the mummy? No, not oh. on the roller coaster. <laughs> From fear. <laughs> you thought he was real. I, yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, Emotep. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I, I cried because uh, I, I loved the E.T. ride and mm-hmm. it was it was taken away. And I, I just thought there's no way I'm going to go to Universal Studios Florida. When, mm. when this happened, I was too young and innocent to realize that mm. if Universal was getting a new attraction, it meant that one of your beloved attractions- oh, no. Was I think this was before Back to the Future got taken out for The Simpsons. Yeah, well, right? everything in Universal Studios Hollywood is unfortunately addition by subtraction because mm-hmm. of the limited footprint because they're making the movies down there. Now, despite Japan having a much bigger footprint than Hollywood and not having that same excuse, E.T. at Universal Studios Japan suffers the same fate, except it gets replaced by a roller coaster entitled Space Fantasy The Ride. This makes the original E.T. adventure at Universal Studios Florida not only the only E.T. attraction still to be operating, but the only opening day attraction in general still operating at Universal Studios Florida. That's crazy. It's sad. As of the date of this podcast recording. It's the last because (laughs) you just never know, kids. That's true. You just never know. It is crazy that it is the last remnant of a bygone era of just kind of like, I would consider like the heyday of Universal when they were Mm -hmm. really making practical attractions like on the forefront. Because this also used to be near that really funny Woody Woodpecker Fun zone, right? You would see it in like it old is, yeah, it's that's back true. There. And then in Florida, they have the Fievel playground, or they had they had it. They had the Fievel playground. I forgot about that Fievel. Mm-hmm. I love that guy. I know he went west. So with that, let's move on to some fun facts. But before we do that, let's have a word from our sponsor. All right, <laughs> it's fun fact time. Now, keep in mind these are fun facts. Some okay. of them, I'm if I'm not sure about them. I'll say like, I found this on the internet. Mm. I don't know. They're all going to be about hauntings in the E.T. ride. Yeah, no hauntings in the (laughs) E.T. ride, though. I'd love to do that. So if Universal, if you want to make that happen, call up the red phone and ghost files. First fun fact, it rides four minutes long, four minutes and 30 seconds long, excuse me, with a max speed of, you want to take a guess? Let's go with five miles an hour. I don't know. You coast a little, right? When you go to the the green planet. That's what I thought. I'm going to go eight. 
It's actually five miles per hour. What? Congratulations, yeah. Byron. Wow. And it has a reported ride capacity of 1,500 people per hour. Wow. I was unable to find the ride cost, but I will say Spielberg's other universal ride, Jurassic Park, cost $100 million. So I would have to assume it's probably going to be in that ballpark. I mean, it's a pretty impressive queue. Mm -hmm. The ride system's like advanced at the time. Yeah. And it's also one of Spielberg's. A lot of figures. A lot of figures. Maybe too many figures. What? <laughs> maybe too many we're gonna fight before maybe, this is may, over maybe too many but uh i would say that it's probably fair to assume it was somewhere near there especially because the property was so near and dear to spielberg's heart mm -hmm. uh speaking of spielberg there is a rumor we have to address it <laughs> there's a rumor that steven spielberg's creative consultant contract with universal has negated universal from ever replacing the et ride in florida have you heard about that rumor i have do you believe mm -hmm. it? I don't think it's exactly that, like a contract issue, but I have heard that they're afraid of angering him, that he'll basically take his ball and go home if they yeah. close E.T. to demolish E.T. I think that would be it for me, too. That's it's true. It's, it's like the only ride yeah. It's the only ride where he's in the pre-show, so he definitely wants that to too. hang on to it. That's yeah. true. I didn't think about that. He mm. needs his airtime. Yeah. yeah. There's a very funny clip. I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's on YouTube. It's Spielberg promoting, I think, the BFG. And, okay. he, and he's on one of these uh, little golf carts in the back lot, uh -huh. you know, where the studio tour goes in Universal Studios Hollywood. He's talking to this reporter and he's talking about the Jaws attraction on the on the tram, mm -hmm. where, you know, where you go by Amityville. And there used to be the actual orca that they used in the film Jaws on that lake. And apparently it had termites and dry rot. And so they just trashed it. And Spielberg mm -hmm. found out. And in the interview, he's kind of like unpacking it as the guy's oh talking God. about it. The, the orca used to be right there. And he's like, yeah, and I found out. And uh, and it really upset me because I would go down there and Jaws was such a traumatic experience for me that I would sit in that boat for hours. Oh my God. And my hands would shake as I just re-go through all of the shooting and figure out what I could have done better. What? And they and trashed then, his boat. And then one day he came back to, you know, do his scheduled therapy session mm -hmm. and the boat was gone. Oh my god! And what it, is it now? Just like fiberglass? It's no, it's 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 gone completely. It's like oh, a, it's like a I didn't even realize they got rid of it all together. It's like a police boat. And in the interview, he, my wife and I quote this all the time. We quote an obscure Spielberg YouTube clip where he goes, "You know, I think I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask the the, the president of Universal if he could put the the, the boat back there because you know I really think the tourists <laughs> would like to see the orca. The tour the tourists would love to see the orca. So it's just a, oh my god! And it's just funny because like. I don't think anyone cares, but when he says like, no. I think the tourists would like to see the We're orca. We're looking at the shark. He really, he's like, I would like to see the orca. Yeah. So whenever Mari and I have something that we think everyone wants, but clearly we just want it, we just go, the, the tourists would like to see the orca. Yeah. I, think, I think that's what the tourists would want. Another Spielberg fact. This ride still sports a pre-show with Spielberg talking to camera, but that went through three versions, uh, with the first being Spielberg mowing down popcorn in a screening room, instructing guests that they were about to be background actors in a new sequel uh, to E.T. Did you did you know that that I don't existed? like that. It's pretty fucking cool. I don't like when they're meta, though. I want to be on E.T. I don't want to be shooting a movie of E.T. Do you have that same feeling with Mummy? Yeah. Mm. Or I guess the mummy well, in Orlando. No, but Orlando, they, they like he kills the control booth person. Like you're in it. You yeah, know? they pretend you're not in it, and yeah. then you're like actually mm -hmm. in it. Exactly. Or in this particular case, you're kind of like 
background actors. I actually don't like that, but I will mm-hmm. say the pre-show video, he's eating popcorn and then E.T. puts his hand into oh, the popcorn bag. And the popcorn bag is one of those like white popcorn bags, like a translucent almost. His hand glows as he eats popcorn. Oh. And I, then I was like, I'm in. That is how he'd eat popcorn. Exactly. I don't know why he's <laughs> healing the popcorn. <laughs> it tastes fresher when you eat it. Yeah, that's right. He's that healing first. unpopped kernels, mm-hmm. wounded soldiers as I call them. Because mm-hmm. I fucking, I make popcorn on my own without the microwave and I mm. use, I just pop unpopped kernels. I can't figure out how to pop all of them. There's always a- It's difficult. There's like two or three that just make it out. I don't think it's meant to be all of them. You know, that's that's fate. Well, that's, that's life. What, it's what I'm chasing. The second version was added shortly after. So the first version was short-lived. So it makes sense if you haven't seen it. This was apparently sometime in the early 90s. And this is similar to the version that we see today, where Spielberg is now talking to us in the forest. Hello, I'm Steven Spielberg. And it's my pleasure to welcome you to the E.T. adventure. He establishes the stakes of us needing to help E.T. get home to save his planet. E.T. needs your help. And then in 2002, they did another update to it. The only thing that they added was Spielberg saying that we're going to see E.T.'s friends. And it shows footage of Mm -hmm. E.T.'s friends, his horrifying friends, I might add. No. And I think the only reason they did this, and this is what is widely speculated online. They only did this so children would not be terrified of these guys when they see them face to face. I don't agree. I don't agree. Hey, don't kill the messenger. That's what the (laughs) rumor is that they're like, we got to get these guys on screen so that when they see this mushroom man later, they don't have a heart attack. I think he's making it interactive. He's like, you know, now they have shooting rides and stuff. So they're like, okay, in the modern era, we're going to give you something to do. Keep an eye out for these three guys. As a kid, I probably wished I had a gun. No. Just for this part when they pop out. Jesus, pop them right in the face. No, they're friends. That comes at the expense of spoiling the showstopper. (laughs) That's true. Mm -hmm. All of these versions feature my guy Botanicus, though. Mm Mm-hmm who uh, recently got a lighting and TLC update. It's, it's, it's in the queue. They have this like the green- The pop-up Botanicus. Yeah, the pop-up one. And he has like this green kind of like cool uh, laser show that happens. Ooh. It's like he's a DJ and uh, he's a good dude. I like him a lot. Cause mm-hmm. he's he's popping up like as like a transmission, right? He's not supposed to actually be there in the oh, forest, Oh, is that why right? there's the green cone I around think so. it? I've never- I always thought he was just saying hi. Oh, I always thought I, he was I, saying hi too, but that actually makes more sense. But no, you're probably right. Sense. It makes a lot know. more sense. Cause why wouldn't he just bring E.T. back himself? I can't confirm yeah. that. I guess I (laughs) traveled all the way to be like, anyway, I'll meet you back there. (laughs) Let's catch a lift ride back. We could split the fare is probably what he could have said. Yeah. But that is the guy I was talking about earlier. I fucking love Botanicus. I like his His sick name. His Botanicus. Mm hmm. Which is just a play on botanical, not exactly the most. Oh my God, you're right. It's not the most inspired (laughs) stuff there, but I dig it. Green. He's Green right. botanical. Yeah, he's he's. They really went it all for comes it. together. It's right. It's a right for children. So you know. Mm-hmm. But speaking of ET's horrifying friends, it's trivia time. They have names. Yes. Which are said in the ride. There's three of them. Do, mm-hmm. do you know them all? Of course. Magdal, Tikli, and Orbidon. Holy shit. I thought I was going to stump you. <laughs> no. I mean, he does say their names yeah, in the ride. Yeah, he goes, Magdal. Magdal. And then he heals Magdal. Yeah. Magdal's like, thanks, dude. Yeah, and then they sing to him. Yeah, he says their names. <laughs> I forgot they sing yeah. Uh As Byron said, this is the only remaining opening day attraction left in the park. According to a Gizmodo article on this attraction, there are 33,000 plus individual fibers for the exploding tunnel that were all hand placed by a team of five people and it took six months. Oh my God. Um, And And for what? It's a pretty good effect. Like, yeah, but I, they could have just like unspooled a bunch of them, you know? Didn't have to be hand placed. I think Steven was yeah. like, this, these all need to be artist. individually placed 
to exactly where I want mm-hmm. them. The tourists would love to see the orca. So nowadays, that would probably just be projection mapping on a right, wall. Right, of course. Byron, do you know the part we're talking about? After you fly over the city, there yeah, you go. Yeah, the transition of the green mm-hmm. you like, like, like Right before too, you go right. through the smoke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's also like that weird swirly kind of thing that doesn't yeah. doesn't quite land, but you know, hand-placed. I'm not going to mm-hmm. argue with it. Practical is always better. In addition to the bike ride vehicles still being used today, there used to be spaceship ride vehicles, similar what? to the one that you would see That's in right. the film that were used for ADA seating. <gasps> Okay. But these were scrapped due to blind spots, and the bike vehicles were then adjusted to have ADA access. However, there is still a remnant of the spaceships in that Botanicus, in the beginning of the ride, actually mentions them still. He asked guests in the queue to transport E.T. home on, quote, a spaceship or carry him on your bikes. He still says that to this day. They never changed it. So it still works in universe because you're like Botanicus doesn't know how humans work. Exactly. He doesn't know how we're going to get there. He doesn't also know that once we exit the atmosphere, all these kids are going to immediately die. That too. I also heard that like too many uh, families were requesting to wait for the bikes as opposed to boarding the spaceships because that like made the them feel like they're fun. more they made them feel like they're more in the movie to run. And they were the incredibly dense. Like it almost mm. looked like a German bunker, like a bomb bunker where oh you know God. how there's like a slit Oh, it kind of looked like so that. So it wasn't even just like a, an open-air shell? It was more, I, I like the slit was big. It was probably like, you know, if for the But it had like sides and a roof. It had sides and a roof. That's a horrible idea. It was a bad idea. Yeah. And people were pissed because they couldn't see like most of the ride, which is like yeah. a 360 feast for your eyes. They probably meant well. They were probably like the, the ADA kids. They'll feel extra special because they're in a spaceship. Maybe. And then they just made a really crummy spaceship and then no one felt special. They also just forgot about the novelty of sitting on a bicycle flying like you do in the film. No Mm -hmm. one wants to be on the spaceship. No. AT&T was the original sponsor for this, right? Actually, I'm not sure if- Phone home. Exactly, because of ET Phone Home. (laughs) Uh, It's an iconic line that made the partnership a no-brainer. And one of AT&T's pieces of tech it was developing at the time was text to speech, (gasps) which the ride featured at the end with ET saying folks' names, Uh AKA, the most thrilling moment of my young life. Mm-hmm. When E.T. said my name, I think it brought me online. Like yeah. I, I, It's one of my earliest memories. I remember as a kid in my child memories, he spoke only to me. But you write it as an adult, and of course he rattles off like dozens of names. You're just waiting for him. It's like you're just he, sitting there. And it's he's like just when you everyone. go to like a gift shop and they have keychains yeah. with people's names on them. Mm-hmm. You're just spooling through. Yeah. You're looking for the Jenny. You're mm-hmm. looking for the Ryan. I don't imagine they have a Byron because it's a weird fucking I name. Get, I'd probably get Brian. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. what, that's, that's what I get on half my emails. You so. had no novelty <laughs> mugs. Yeah, B R Y O N. I used to have that's a novelty long. mug from Legoland that said Ryan, and I wish yeah, I had. Yeah, Jenny's it. an easy one too. Yeah, Ryan and Jenny. It's you know it's pretty popular name. Byron. Good for you, bro. <laughs> Anyways, the tech at the end of this ride was implemented, though, by FYA alum Steve Burkett, who listeners of this podcast may remember from the Waterworld episode. He was the guy who's done a bunch of ride systems, which was this one at Waterworld. I think off the top of my head, he also did Indiana Jones, uh, the stunt spectacular. And this was through his company, Burkett Engineering. Though. Exactly. Wow. It's the guy who met his wife while troubleshooting the plane in Waterworld. Unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> we, we come full circle on this show, I guess. The, he, he said that she just walked out on the wing and he was like, Wow, she's got some pizzazz. (laughs) That's going to be my wife. There's an animatronic of a guy in a suit right as you take off from the hill that some believe is an internet rumor. They believe that's Harry Potter. What? I'm not kidding. Wait, why do they think that? Because it is a dude who, he's he's in a suit, but he bears a striking resemblance to young Harold Potter. What? And he has uh, uh, what looks like a wand 
but it's actually what? just a, a really long radio antenna. That makes more sense it, than a wand. It's confirmed that it definitely is not him, but a lot of people think it's him. They think it's like some sort of weird, like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we put Harry Potter in here? Right, no. And I made him a cop. Who do you think would win, though, if it was Harry Potter? Versus E.T.? Yeah. If they had to fight to the death, I think E.T. would catch him sleeping mm -hmm. because uh, Harry has an affinity for small little beings. We see that with Dobby. Right. And I think He's he would chivalrous. use that. He would use that against E.T. fights dirty. I think what E.T. could actually do is if he gets a, if et gets a head start he could break the atmosphere and maybe harry potter goes for it on you know his, and like, that magic broom, broom, is, broom. Yeah. is not is not an intergalactic broom mm -mm. Just, well that's so much more whimsical than what i was imagining i was imagining well, you know you like choke him yeah because et has really long fingers <laughs> oh, so he, he could does. just like wrap them around your neck almost two times oh, and no. the tensile strength of that just you're right would it be glowing while he was throttling him <laughs> ouch, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> do you think that would cancel it out if his hands were glowing while he was choking you. I think he has the ability to turn the healing off. Okay. Maybe he has a kill setting. Like it's like a- It like turns a, red? Like a phaser. Yeah, it's it's like a green, whatever yeah. scary color yeah, it could the, be. The, the Avada Kedavra It's already color. kind of fleshy red. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably just choking him. Say Voldemort, you little bitch. Yeah. Huh? Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Fun things you could find in the queue. I did not know any of these. And mind you, I'm a ET head, so I can't believe this. But obviously there's a speak and spell communication device like the one used in the film. I don't believe it's the actual one. It's just a recreation. But in a harder to spot sense, apparently in the queue, you could also find the glowing heart of ET in the forest as he runs away from the feds. What? I've never seen that. I looked for it on so many videos before this podcast. I could not find it. Do you think it just broke and, and just I, I assume out they there? haven't been running it for a while mm -hmm. because I've heard about that. It's supposed to be like from the, the opening scene of They're, the film. The opening right. scene of the film. They actually have another Easter egg from the opening scene of the film in this forest. In the queue, apparently under a bush is a, an animatronic rabbit, which is also in the what? opening scene of the film. I want to see a rabbit. Me too. It moves. Apparently it moves. I looked, what? I looked hard for it in, in like all of these. I went on like, I went into the 2023 videos with the low light setting. Yeah. Could not find I it. I feel like now I'm making a false memory where I saw the rabbit. Yeah, it could be. So some, I'm going to believe that. I don't know. As soon as I read that, I was like, I think I have a memory of my mom being like, look, there's his heart. Oh my God. But maybe I just made that up. <laughs> yeah. Not my mom but the memory. Do you but, ever linger in the queue, like waiting to see Botanicus? Cause oh, you don't see him every time. I do, but the last time I went on, it was with Byron. That was a walk-on. And unfortunately it, it was a walk-on. <laughs> and I don't know why yeah. I did not have the foresight to, to just hang out in the queue. Yeah. Because every time I go on this ride, I say goodbye to it, just expecting mm -hmm. it's not gonna be there the next year or two when, when I'm back. Mm -hmm. And every year it's back, so I don't know. I have no well, idea. it's not back, it's, it's, it's there. Ju it's just there. You're it, back. You, it feels like it's back though, because mm -hmm. like I had a dog at home from, with my family that had like a lump on its like chest. Mm -hmm. And I, every Christmas I would be like, this is oh, the last- Oh, I've done that, yeah. This is the last Christmas Give with Lucy. Give a special hug when yeah. you leave. And I'm like, yeah. Merry Christmas, Lucy, for the last mm -hmm. time. And then she dragged on for five years. Wow. With a big lump. I couldn't They'll believe do it. do that. She's like the E.T. ride. Yeah. Except she, she is dead now. And but the E.T. ride is still, still going. alive. So one for two. Mm -hmm. The suspended flying ride system for E.T. was made by Dynamic Attractions, who went on to install ride systems for Spider-Man, Harry Potter, and the Forbidden Journey. Mm -hmm. Cool stuff. Living legend John Williams composed the music for this attraction, specific cuts for different areas of the ride. Wow. Uh, forced perspective is used to great effect during the flying over the city scene, with the buildings becoming smaller and smaller as you move into the room, making it feel like you're flying higher and higher. 
mm. which I never actually clocked. Just Me cause... neither. I just, I, I know they're tiny. I didn't know they were progressively <laughs> tinier Look ones. how much tinier they yeah, are. Yeah. <laughs> the freaky deaky landscape of E.T.'s green planet centers around the idea that the folks who live there are plants. Hence the mushroom dude and the mm -hmm. flower lady. Mm -hmm. If one of these folks popped out of the bushes in my backyard, I'd punch them in the face. I'd be like cheering. I'd be <laughs> cheering and clapping. I don't think you would, Jenny. I would. I don't think, you'd be like, Madrigal! Or what was yeah, that? Magdal. 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 And then, uh, oh, Orbidon? Teakly. Orbidon. Teakly. Teakly. I actually think E.T. is a scarier looking alien than all the, all of his friends. I agree. As I agree. a matter of fact, they look like- How dare you? They look to me like the Land Before Time animator. Yeah, Don Bluth. Did, did them, or, yeah. yeah. I still think they're freaky. I love his freaky friends. <laughs> they're great. Uh, last fun fact here. It's not fun at all. Uh, he mentioned E.T. used to be in Universal Studios Hollywood in Japan, mm -hmm. but no longer is. Replaced by the mummy in Hollywood, replaced in Japan by some bullshit that I didn't even look up because it made me sad. Mm -hmm. I've been on it. Uh, it's just like a knockoff Space Mountain, right? It's Space Fantasy The Ride. The only time I wrote it, they did an overlay. When I went on, it was called Lupin the Third. I don't know exactly okay. what I wrote. Lupin the Third? And like they put a VR headset on you. They reduced the capacity so you can only, and it used to be four riders mm -hmm. per, so like a spinning vehicle. So you it's didn't even see coaster. anything. You were in goggles. So you're in goggles. They basically had to do the ride at half capacity to do the VR that component. Sucks. Which meant we waited four hours in line for this thing. You waited four hours? Four Why'd you hours. do it? Why didn't you leave? So I'm, no, because I was there one day and I'm a roller coaster enthusiast. Right. Oh, a so coaster I need, head. So I need to get my coaster credit. Oh, right. Oh no, you um, say coaster credit. He calls yeah. them credits. Oh no, I know people do that. I haven't met credit. one in real life You yet. haven't met a weirdo in a while. <laughs> <laughs> How many credits are you at now, Byron? I only have about like 138. There's, there's people. <laughs> There's people out there that like have reached like a thousand or something. Like I actually flew to San Jose this year for one day just to get my hundredth coaster. Did you go to Marine World? No, it or was uh, it was Great Amer California's oh, Great America. Oh, that. I went yeah. there as a kid so I knew from I'm the like, Bay Area. So, oh, okay, yeah. right on. Did you I, like Discovery Kingdom more or? Yeah, uh, Great we were America? more frequent visitors of that because it had animals. Oh, okay. uh, not very ethically. So it's that was probably for the best that they don't anymore. Probably, but yeah. that was probably when it was Marine World, right? Yeah, okay. it was Marine World Africa USA. Wow. Wild. I know. I know. <laughs> One more fun fact. And this one's actually Ooh. the craziest. You, do you go to Universal Studios Hollywood often? Sometimes. There's apparently a small hidden E.T. figure on the left side of the treasure room in what? the mummy ride. How small? It's pretty small. Wow. I'll show you a picture of it. It should just be a full animatronic. There was rumors there was a golden E.T. Mm -hmm. that they put there. And the then, idol. And then they took it out. Mm. And then now there's a figure there. And this Someone is, stole the golden ET. This is a this is a, a photo of it as of 2021. It's on the left side. Oh, I don't like that. It's pretty good. Here, actually, kind of scary. I'll show you the video. I don't like that his hands are doing like yeah. this. I'm gonna look now. The next time I go, there he is, right there. Look how tiny he He's is. He's noticeable though. I mean, I, I love it. I don't know how I it's, exactly it's nice. feel about them leaving like pieces of old attractions and new. It almost really? feels like dancing on the grave a little, a little bit. bit. They did that um, in Universal Studios Florida though for uh, in the mummy attraction, which replaced the King Kong ride over there. Oh. They left in the Kong. No, they don't leave okay. in the Kong. That would be pretty <laughs> be hard sick. to miss. <laughs> well, if the lights come on in the dark, you see him. <laughs> what? <laughs> that would be... The biggest jump scare I've ever seen. Oh, You're talking the about in, thing of all time. in the coaster room. Yeah, just and he's just an looming underline. over the track. Yeah, it was yeah. so good. They left a little King Kong figurine in the uh, treasure okay. room in that mummy. That's cute. So yeah. it's kind of a thing that they do. Mm -hmm. They dance on the grave of beloved attractions. It's supposed to be a tribute. They do this all the time in theme parks. We just covered, what was it, Mr. Toad? Yeah, Mr. They Toad. They hand over the deed. They hand over the, the deed. Mm -hmm. They hand over the deed to Winnie the mm -hmm. Pooh, which is, come on. 
Well, well, think about it. the The mummy coaster is just a bunch of like black lights and cutouts, right? They so the they could have just there. relit all the animatronics from ET, yeah, and made them look super like spookified. Well, in here they could have left the ride intact and just put a coaster through it, and they could have a lights on version where you're going really fast through the ET ride, and a lights off version where it's the mummy. Like a suspended Everybody roller coaster, wins. and then yeah. What would you rather have in your heart of hearts, a mummy coaster or an ET coaster? E.T. I think an E.T. coaster yeah. would be baller as hell. Mm-hmm. It's a no-brainer. Especially, Only if friends are there. Especially if you get to keep uh, <laughs> the mummy intact in Orlando. Yeah. Give we'll us, uh, as, as you yeah. like to call the, the ju- uh, a juicy scloosey. A juicy scloosey. Yeah. Indeed. I don't know why they feel both coasts have to be the same all the time. But it I gives think you a reason to it, go. Yeah. yeah. It de-incentivizes you going across the country. Yeah. Right? I just think the tourists would really like to see the E.T. coaster. I think, that's, mm-hmm. I think they'd want to see it. Let's move on to current reputation. But before we do that, let's have a word from our sponsor. And we are back. Let's go to current reputation. We're going to discuss how popular the attraction is today. What are the average wait times? Where does it fit in the current theme park landscape? And how do people generally feel about this ride? Byron, you got some stats for us. I do. And in regards to highest recorded wait time, I don't quite believe it. Is it in recent history or all time? All time. All, this is all time, yeah. Oh, six so, hours. No fucking way. Six hours. I'm going to go three and a half hours. It was... Just over four hours, yes. 250 minutes, recorded on Saturday, December 21st of 2019. And that's what, what? makes okay, me- wait a second. See, I that, that's wait, what, what makes me skeptical. what was happening that day? Was it like the Harry that's what Potter I was trying to look up. or something? I also like dug deeper to see like what times of the days, like those times were recorded. Mm-hmm. And they were at like 8 a.m. and stuff. The day that park opened, it didn't even open till 9 a.m. So I'm like kind of- Throwing this one out. You think out. some employee was like fudging the numbers to try to save or, ET? Or someone. This is through thrilledata.com. Like, on this like, one day, 100,000 mm-hmm. people rode ET. I like that theory. Yeah. Probably maybe there was a rumor that the ride was going to close. Mm. And everyone was like, let's get on ET before. Maybe it was going down for refurbishment. And they were like, it'll be permanent. It's like when Splash Possibly. Mountain closed yeah. and people were waiting like four hours so for that. Or yeah. like any attraction that was beloved. You can never trust when they say it's just going to go down for a lengthy no. re- refurbishment That anymore. just happened to Jaws in Tokyo. Or in Osaka. No! no. I know. I know. Wait. That they sucks. Act, they're, they're closing it like really one. soon. And then it's indefinite refurbishment. Oh, no. I know. That's... I've never been able to go on me it. Me neither. I was and... like intending to go just for that. Me but... too. Uh, yeah. I, I went on it. That's did you sucked. love it? It looks I great. did because I've never I never went on it here. <gasps> Me neither. So, it's the only, it only ride I've watched a POV of because I just figured I would never get on it. It's mm-hmm. it's a good it's a good ride. I don't know what they I want to go on it so um, bad. I normally don't watch ride POVs because I don't like getting spoilers. Same. But, um, but that ride looked like it kicked ass. That's a huge loss. Uh, Maybe it'll be okay. What are the what are the average wait times? So yeah, so for all time average wait time, this seems much more accurate and is a better representation of how popular this ride is. Should uh, we guess? Go for us. I, I, yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Ten oh. minutes. Ten. Ten. Good. Give you one more guess. Go a little higher. Fifteen. Okay, so we have it at twenty three minutes. Well, that's pretty long. Good for ET. You got to think like that's all, all, all time. Like so okay, maybe so over the it's 40, over the it's last five. like ten to fifteen years. Oh, okay. Although I will say, I looked at it this week and it had like a fifty minute wait time. I love to see it. I love to see. I love that. It might be getting an uptick recently. Finally, because getting people good. are worried about you know. Honestly, save, save ET. Yeah. We got to start a grassroots movement mm-hmm. to just get people to like hire a bunch of hire a bunch of task rabbits to stand yeah, in line. To all go at the same time to make sure it drives up the line. Just to make sure that the the exact be like, mm-hmm. all right, people still care about this, right? We yeah. can't get rid of it. We won't replace it with, you know, Transformers. 
the, the, the beast or some <laughs> stupid shit that they would put in there. And then I think for overall current reputation, it's a respected ride. However, it's often an afterthought. It's located mm-hmm. like deep in the back of the park. It is. That doesn't um, help. It is a bit dated. Mm-hmm. However, what I still think is going in E.T.'s favor is how many like legitimate family attractions are there at the Universal Orlando yeah, Resort, it's right? It's really just Seuss what, Landing. What are, like, fan- yeah, whether you go ride Cat in the Hat. Like, yeah, no, and then it's like that. they're just stuck in that one land all day. <laughs> they have that villain con ride. Oh, oh God, no, no, that's not a ride. Have I refuse to it? call that a ride. It's a moving walkway, We right? went on it. Did it you was, love it? It was the worst ride I've ever been on. Right. Let's move on to first impressions. This is where we just recount our first time on the ride or just your earliest memory of it. Okay. Uh, I don't remember my first ride on ET because I would have been pretty young, I think. Do you have an idea of how um, young? Oh, I don't know. Probably like three. <laughs> it closed pretty pretty long ago here. Yeah. And I didn't go to Florida until I was like 20. So um, gotcha. it would have been the California version. And I'm not sure what year that closed. Like that every few summers we would come down here usually to do Disneyland and yeah. then less often to do Knott's and Universal. Were your parents also fellow theme park sickos or did you adopt not really, the sickness no. on your own? I guess my mom was pretty into it. Like they went a lot when she was a kid. Not as into it, like the history aspect or anything. Yeah. She would just kind of go and enjoy what was there. So uh, there were longer gaps in between. So I know there were a couple different visits when it was open and I remember that I loved it yeah. a lot, but my my memories were very faint. I was kind of nervous to go on it in Florida because I didn't know if it would live up to it. One thing I remembered really distinctly was the smell of the queue, oh, the forest. It's beautiful. And I couldn't believe it when I went to Florida and it smelled exactly the same. And scent is actually my most prevalent sense when it comes to mm-hmm. memory yeah it it immediately places me in time and place mm-hmm. and i guess going to me now that's what et was it is one of my earliest memories i have like two really early memories one of them is being in the parking lot of of disneyland back mm-hmm. in the day when there was the old school disneyland logo and signage mm-hmm. i remember looking out the window seeing that and then my other memory is in the et ride oh and it's it's my mom handing one of those uh, interplanetary passports the cards mm-hmm to the uh, the attendee and telling him to have E.T. say bonehead for me. <laughs> okay. And I can't recall if he actually said bonehead because I'm pretty sure it goes off of a database. I think so. It was based off of text-to-speech. Perhaps they could input it in the computer because I do have a memory Maybe. for putting it in the computer. I remember E.T. saying bonehead, oh my God. but I could just be imagining that. <laughs> but the cue... It was is also involved in that memory. Just the scent mm-hmm. was so beautiful. Byron, what is your first impression of this ride? Okay, so I actually consulted my mother on this one because mm-hmm. oh, I was smart. I was two years old the first time I rode this ride. Mm-hmm. I sent her a text, and this is this is what I got from my mom. This was at Universal Studios Hollywood. The main reason I was there was so that my mom could take me to see the Barney Parade, Ooh. and then the oh, second thing that. she wanted to take me on was this ET ride. And this is what she wrote me back with. We were on flying bikes side by side, I think. And I remember holding on to you because it was high and looked dangerous, but it didn't go fast. It was peaceful. You were in awe. It gave us a feeling that we relived recently when riding that blue people ride. Whoa. And by blue, pe- yeah. <laughs> by blue people ride, my mom has never seen an Avatar film the in her life. Passage. Yet all she talks about is, I want to go back and do that blue people ride. It's a powerful ride. <laughs> it is and, a good uh, ride. I liked your mom's prose, though. It's in, good. In talking about it. All right, let's move on to the next section, which is the good and the bad. What are the good and bad things about this ride? But before we do that, let's have a word from our sponsor. 
Okay, let's start with the good. This is one of the all-time great talk-to-camera cue performances, I think, mm -hmm. by Steven Spielberg. It's up there with Patrick Warburton. Obviously, Patrick Warburton has a little more swag to him. Yeah. But Spielberg- well, he's an actor. And, but Spielberg has got that swag, mm -hmm. I still think. I especially enjoy when Spielberg is talking to E.T. Me too. Always makes me laugh. I like when he comes up and goes, Steven. <laughs> Here's the actual dialogue. Yeah. Steven. Ah, E.T. Trouble. That's right, E.T. That's right, E.T. <laughs> oh, E.T. That's the I, best way to react to seeing E.T. Oh, there you are. I, I think it's the best way to react to <laughs> Trouble. That's right, E.T. <laughs> it's an Oscar-winning performance mm -hmm. by Steven. I love it. The tactile nature of the interplanetary passport. I mm -hmm. used to always love that as a kid. It was Have like you a gone card. through when they don't give them to you? I have, and I, have. I went recently, and they're now giving to them. Uh, oh, to good. You I think they stopped because of COVID. No, I think a little before that it was laziness or like just to put oh. th people through faster. But I distinctly remember the first time I rewrote it as like an adult in Florida. Yeah. Um, we were in the pre-show and Stephen was saying like, Anne, you won't want to leave without this. An interplanetary passport. Your intergalactic passport. Yeah, it's And incredible. then someone interrupted him over the intercom and went, we will not be giving out the intergalactic passport today. <laughs> and it was like such a letdown. Like that's, the energy was so sad. That's incredible. Yeah. I don't know, let Stephen hear that. Mm -mm. He shut the whole thing down. That's probably why they brought them back. He found out. He was like, the mm -hmm. tourists would love to see the passports. Yeah. They did look cooler back in the day. They're kind of oh. they're kind of ugly now. Were they stealable before? Like yes, they were exciting they were. and you and would I, steal them. Speaking of which, I'm pretty sure we have one. Oh, where? At home. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't find it, uh, but my mom has it somewhere. Oh man, probably. I would steal one. Oh no, but it's hard to steal it because when you go onto the ride, they make you give it to them. Right. So they could- And there's only so many times people could go, oh, they didn't give me one. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. I'm just gonna ask them next, hey, look, this ride's gonna close. Let me keep this. We talked about this already, but I mean, the smell of the forest in the queue. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. I've been in the Redwood Forest and I was thought to myself, like, I wish this smelled like E.T. Yeah, and I wow. wish Botanicus was over there. Yeah, and I wish Botanicus was here and, and E.T. and all my pals. Yeah. And just these big fucking trees instead. It's a beautiful scent. I have the candle. It doesn't work. Botanicus. Love this guy. He's great. We already talked about him. Amazing stage presence. I wish there was more of him in the ride. The ride vehicles themselves and E.T. in the basket. This is probably up there in ride vehicles, I would say. Right? Oh, I think so. Like You're we're... like the character. You're in the movie. Yeah, because even like we just did Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. You're apparently supposed to be the POV of Toad. Right. Whereas this, you see the POV of Elliot and you actually get to have E.T. in mm -hmm. the basket yeah. in front of you. Yeah. It's an animatronic in the ride vehicle. The only other ride I could think of that does that off the top of my head is Rise of the Resistance. Mm -hmm. Is there another? Um, The King Kong ride in Orlando. They have the robot driver. Oh, I forgot about that. They have like six different ones and they all have different dialogue. Did you know that? It, that's still the same ride though as the one in the tram, right? The Kong 360. Yeah, it's not that, but they have a big King Kong animatronic. They do? They do. And they have a couple other animatronics. They have these weird bat monsters. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you have to do it if you maybe, haven't. Maybe. It's got its quirks. I forgot. I, I, I always passed it up because I'm always like, that's just the shit they do on the <laughs> tram. Where does this fall in the pantheon of ride vehicles for you? Is it up the, at the top? The or? ET one? Yeah, it's pretty high. It's pretty high for me mm -hmm. too. I was just thinking it might be, it might be the top. Maybe, because like the fact that you're on a bike is really fun. Yeah, because that's what's cool about Hagrid's. And it's got the animatronic. Yeah, the Hagrid's one, although half the people have to be in the yeah, little sidecar. Yeah, little car, car and you always do, do, do you take it over Peter Pan's? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Even though this came second and clearly was kind of a, like they were kind of aping that yeah. a little bit. I think this is the superior ride. But see, why can't it get the lines that Peter Panda, Pan always has? Those ride vehicles. This is the other reason. The, the nerd in me prefers the E.T. ride vehicles 
slightly over the Peter Pans because the ET ride vehicles fit 12 passengers. That's true. Whereas Peter Pans fit fits like, like two max. or three. Oh yeah, yeah. the capacity is not great there. Yeah. So that's why you're waiting so long in mm -hmm. Peter Pan. It's also set up better because it's in Fantasyland where there's a bunch of kid attractions. Yeah. Whereas this yeah. is just kind of like thrown at the back of the park mm -hmm. next to You have to, to really go out of your way to find it. Going back to anytime ET talks in this ride, <laughs> I mean, anytime he talks, I'm, I'm immediately a kid again. And I'm like mm -hmm. watching him. This is this E.T. was the first movie I've ever seen in my entire wow. life. It's my favorite movie. Maybe it's maybe it's either that or Indy in the Last Crusade. Mm -hmm. I like a big Spielberg guy growing up. And this movie always have a special place in my heart. And whenever I hear him talk, it really does feel like I'm Elliot. And mm -hmm. I, I just love it. Also, <laughs> his little scream at the beginning, beginning of the ride. <laughs> the ride starts. The chase happens. We see the cops and you hear him go. <laughs> Wait, they got E.T. He also says, uh-oh, trouble right there. Uh-oh. Yeah. Really good stuff. We need to know what the story is. Yeah, exactly. Uh-oh, trouble. The chase sequence in the forest. The flashlights coming through the trees. An mm -hmm. amazing effect. The Jeep starting up. Yeah. Awesome. The sound effects of the bikes bouncing off the top of the police car. Oh, yeah. Hold on right there. Is so cool, such a cool effect. We also run over an actual like bush, like there's a bush in the way, and you run over it, and it's not a cardboard cutout mm -hmm. like you would see in like a dark ride. Yeah, it's, it's they they put like branches and leaves and it's stuff. It's really good. Another reason why I put this over Peter Pan is it just I think it does a better job at storytelling, whereas a lot a lot of the dark rides in Fantasyland feel like just like here are some of the fun fun scenes from right. the, the film, whereas this you actually are in a, like a three act structure. The lift off you, when you're going up the hill and you take off for the first time. Look, and that John Williams score comes mm -hmm. in, maybe a core memory for me right there. It's it's truly magical. I just went on it recently, like I said, got me low-key a little emotional. It's, it's an amazing moment in a ride. It's the most Disney moment a non-Disney ride could possibly <laughs> produce. I know we keep the, the, they're kind of like weird kindred spirits, E.T. and Peter Pan, the the, the rides, but I, e. I think- E.T.'s is better. I think E.T.'s is a little bit better. Why would you put it over Peter Pan's flying sequence here? Um, I like that there's peril. I feel like you don't feel that in Peter Pan. That's a good point. I think that raises the stakes. And uh, also a lot of modern rides just don't do peril anymore, especially huh. the Fantasyland style rides. It's like wow, you're going that's... to visit Elsa for her party. And same with the new Tiana <laughs> ride. You're visiting Tiana for her party. Yeah. And it's like, I want some danger. I want some thrills. Oh my God, you're right. I, yeah. That's such a good observation. I never mm. really thought about that. That makes me kind of, I wonder what Bayou Adventure is going to be like. I think there will surely be some trouble because they have a drop. So yeah. it'll probably be like the shadow man's back and you have to like get oh, away you're from ready. him. Oh, you're ready. Yeah, they'll do that while you're going up the lift hill. So like they'll have to have something, mm. but the, the story that they've announced for the ride is like you're visiting the Bayou celebration or something. And it's like, it would be so lame if that was the story of the ride where they're just like, now for fun, you're going to go over this drop. It's like, yeah, where's the, yeah. the pathos, you know? I No, you're totally right. I didn't realize why the soaring sequence in E.T. feels like you're actually flying. It's because you're, you're running- You're escaping. You're running yeah. from cops. Yeah, the thrill of running away. It's, it's incredible. And also, it is funny how linked these two rides are. Because in the Peter Pan ride, you see their shadows go over Big Ben. Mm -hmm. In this ride, you see their shadows go over the moon, yeah. obviously recreating the iconic shot. Which is way shot, more iconic. Which way more iconic. They do it better here. And also- the going into the star tunnel. It's an incredible thing. The transitions in this ride, I'm a big fan of them. And then we move to the green planet here. You know, E.T. Yeah. He, he heals his friends. That amazing lighting. Like mm -hmm. he says their names. 
Magda, and then yep. like you have like a funny like lighting thing. And yeah, then... so it's fiber. They're probably fiber optic optics, mm-hmm. right? It's incredible. Yeah. It's a really good effect, and he does it three times. So in case you missed the first one, you're not sure what's going yeah. on. You see him do it three times yeah. for the kids. Yeah, like a visual representation. We're healing the planet. Right. We're doing it one by one. Speaking of his friends. One of them in particular I have in my good because I do love him a lot. I'm talking, of course, about that mushroom guy. <laughs> oh, is that or- Orbidon? His, his is the mushroom? A.K.A. Orbidon. Oh. Correct. Oh. That's right. <laughs> this guy rules so fucking hard that he actually has a singular YouTube clip. And the title of it is Awesome Mushroom Guy on the E.T. ride. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and it has 3,000 views in the clip. When he gets healed, he says, welcome home. You yes. have arrived. That's the best. I mm. always thought he said, welcome home. You have died. No. I always thought he said that. You and, thought you were going to heaven. I, well, I, <laughs> I, he sounds like he's saying that. Oh and I, and I'm not the only one who thinks this because I found a Reddit post. Uh, there's somebody on Reddit with the username digital hippie. He mentions the same thing. Quote, my son and I laugh every time we ride this ride because it sounds like the mushroom guy says, welcome home. You have died. That would be such a different story because like that, I think that is what heaven would be like for me. Or hell. No, heaven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) It would be the green planet, like the ride version, but I'd be allowed to get off the ride. I'm going to play this clip really quick so we could hear him say you. No, I'm, it's in my brain. Does it not sound like welcome home? Yeah, yeah, I get get the argument. I get the argument. Okay, fine, fine. Welcome home. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's saying what he's saying. He's just, I just love his voice. He's so Mm, good. Funny little mushroom head. Yeah. Welcome home. He's the best one, I think, of the E.T. friends. I'm sure that's actually a question you have later in the podcast. No, I- Favorite of E.T.'s friends. Is that your favorite? Because he's my favorite. I think he's my favorite. The other two? Mm. I could do without them. They're a little freaky. A little too freaky. They're not freaky. If the mushroom guy (laughs) greeted me when I died, I think it would really soften the blow. Me too. any, Any of the other aliens, though- not not so much. No. Wait, are you saying the mushroom guy is Jesus Christ? You who's, think who's Jesus to, himself is who welcomes say. everybody? <laughs> yeah, that's what that's Jesus. Arrogant. That's what Jesus says at the big at the gates of heaven. That's his job. Oh, come home, yeah. you have died. He's basically a Walmart reader. <laughs> yeah. A little baby ATs. Yeah, little I love these guys. They're climbing vines. They're sitting in blackberries. Yeah. It looks like a giant blackberry. I don't know if it actually is. It looks like it. And they're holding traffic control wands. There's one ET. <laughs> who has two wands and he's just doing this. Looks yeah. like he's summoning, maybe he's summoning us. That's what us. they do at the party. Mm-hmm. That's oh, tri- you're right. He's helping us land he's our bikes. He's helping us land our bikes. They're all having a great time. I love these guys. Mm-hmm. If, if we there could, is a heaven. If there is a heaven, I would hope it's populated with tiny little E.T. babies. And his friends. And mm, I, they could they could wait in, the, gra- they could wait in the, the middle room the, wow. between heaven and hell. <laughs> Wow. And I will I will see them upon request. And of course, you have E.T. saying goodbye to you. It's probably one of the most satisfying things I've seen in a ride. Yeah. Like, you love this character. It's personal. It's interactive. It's personal. Not only is there the gameplay element of noticing E.T.'s friends, no, but it, also you get to be talked to at the end. It also is like a really good thematic and storytelling closing. Like mm-hmm. it really 
feels like you did go on a journey with E.T. You have yeah. the person you went on this bike ride with telling you goodbye. Mm -hmm. It mimics kind of like the structure of the film. I love it. Yeah. Last thing I wrote down here for good, practical effects are always worth it. And this ride uses them to great effect. Maybe not so much anymore. I would pay a decent amount of money to go into a time machine, get off and get on this ride opening week. Right. Just to see the excitement, to mm -hmm. see all the effects working. To see everyone appreciating it. See everyone appreciating mm -hmm. it. Steven Spielberg being there. Yeah. Watching my reaction with night vision goggles. Mm -hmm. Anything else you'd like to add here for good before we move to bad? Ooh, I guess I've already said I like the indoor forest. I feel like mm -hmm. that immediately elevates a ride when they have a space that is inside, but it looks outside. Yeah. And of course, his friends. That was mm -hmm. my favorite part as a kid. His <laughs> his happy little friends. I like yeah. the ones that squirt water. Aren't there like guys? They're little bulb-shaped guys. Yeah. And they squirt water out of their heads. Those were always my favorites. Those guys freaked me out. <laughs> no, they're my favorites. I didn't like their big eyes. I liked the way they sprayed the water. And I like the sound of the water hitting the cement. Like when they turned yes. it off, that slapping sound is yeah. so like visceral to me good slappers on this yeah, ride yeah this is such a weird thing to bring up but in regards to the forest queue if my memory serves me correct even the trash cans are those like they're trees right they look right. like the base like of trees trunk. that look oh, like bark I never noticed that. surrounding the trash cans i have to go back and confirm but i think they're actually like the base of a tree that's mm -hmm. fucking cool just little touches like that that they really you know, went all out on the mm -hmm. theme yeah. for this ride like it's a it's a truly spectacular it's a queue cried mm -hmm. in it. let's move on to the bad okay Practical effects are worth it only if maintained. Disagree. They're always worth it. But we we went recently. E.T. at the end of the ride when he mm -hmm. says your name, his neck was broken. And okay. his head was just hanging like this. He looked like the bent neck lady from Haunting of Hill House. And he no. went, Ryan. And his eyes weren't even looking at me. And I was like, Jesus Christ. No, I. you can quote me on this. I would rather have E.T. with all of his skin falling off his body That's than the best screen-based ride that they can make. I really kind of agree with you, actually. See? I thought about it. And I would rather be like, oh, they just didn't maintain that effect. Yeah. Because I'm never immersed by a screen. I'm mm -mm. never immersed. I'm never yeah, like, wow, no. I'm in Hogwarts right now. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, even the best ones. It's yeah. like, it, there's a cap on how good it can be. Yeah, I agree. You know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to scratch that out. Thank you. I'm crossing it out. Good. Well, maybe we could go, your hack through my bad list. Because mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I imagine your bad list for okay. this is probably short. Yeah. Uh, my next bad. Why is E.T. back on Earth? He was back home at the end of the film. Why is he back on Earth okay. all of a sudden? Okay, that was I like, you on this That too. was like the whole point. That was the whole point. No, because mm. it's a parallel story. We're in a different universe where we're the friends of E.T. And I'm actually in favor of that. I feel like you get here again a lot of modern rides where they realize that the movie's already happened. So instead of like the Frozen ride being you're yeah. Anna, you're going to go get Elsa and yeah. take her back home and save everything. It's them being like, hey, the events of the film have already happened and we're going to take you to some of the locations you might have seen in it. And that is so much more boring than just imagining that you're the protagonist in the film. Oh, my God. I have. I I legitimately have no retort for that because I didn't think about that. I will say though, if I if I may, the original pre-show Spielberg does say that this is a sequel to the original E.T. film and that you are background actors. I will say that. Okay. That, that is the canon. However- I don't like that. I do like your interpretation much better in mm -hmm. that this is 
actually taking place in the first film, except you are Elliot. Yeah. And all of these are your pals. You're here to help me. And you're basically seeing like an epilogue. I'm going to have to cross this one out too, because I do think that's actually. We're winning. I have never had this. (laughs) All right. Great. All right. Well, they're dropping like flies. Let's get to more of my. Do you have things you hate about E.T.? Oh, yeah. Let's. uh... (laughs) Let's have them. (laughs) She's just batting these things away like a tennis racket. Actually, you know what? I toggled between putting this in my good and my bad. I couldn't. I still can't decide. Now I'm I'm worried. Because okay. now you're, you're going to have a, a really good rebuttal, and oh, no. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to cross this out. The aliens are they actually humming the John Williams score melody? Yeah. You know that I was, can't tell if I well, fucking is the music love it diegetic, or even if they are humming it. It's hard to say because the music has changed. Mm-hmm. There was an original, original version written by John Williams. Whoa. And then they redid it, I think, like in the 2000s. Yeah, they changed just for that, the Green Planet part. And they had another composer redo it to make it sound more alien sounding and using non-human instruments. Oh, okay. You know, I wish I could hear the original version because I'm sure as a kid, that's better. what I would think of. It's better. Yeah. It's Johnny. You can't redo Johnny. Johnny mm-hmm. redoes you. Another bad here. I don't particularly enjoy the Green Planet. Oh my God. <laughs> it's the best part of the ride. It has water. It has all these little critters. It has color and life I, and I, music. I, I, I'm, I'm going to explain myself. Oh my God. I don't particularly enjoy it. This is. Let's call this a maybe bad. I think this could be because when I was a kid, this portion of the ride always upset me because I was like, this isn't canon, I would say, oh. in my bike. And I would be like, this didn't, didn't happen in the film. So you're a gatekeeper. Who are these guys? I don't e. know who these gatekeeper. guys. I liked being in the E.T. world I knew. And mm-hmm. then the green planet was just too much for me. They gave you extra. They did give me extra. It's just that the, the, the folks in the green planet have to be that freaky. You yes. Know? They're freaky, man. It's an alien planet. Except Botanicus. That Imagine guy. if you showed up and they just looked like the cops from the forest. That's true. It's just E.T. such like an aesthetically pleasing alien. And then you have this like bell-shaped bulb guy whose I eyeballs are, are like facing off to the side. Those are better. It was, he's a freaky guy though. I think they're cuter. I think personally that aliens, the less humanoid they are, the cuter they become. I feel the way about animals too. I'm not a chimp lover. Wait, wait, let's let's <laughs> let's throw these up. Let's okay, just throw yes, them. please. I'd Let, love to look at them. Okay, let's look at Teakly. <laughs> She looks like an evil pumpkin came to life. Okay, well, mm. you started with one of the, the weird <laughs> This Teakly, this lady's freak. Is she the one that has the opera voice? Yeah. Which is like, welcome home, E.T. <laughs> yeah, she is. Yeah. <laughs> no, she, no, you're, we thinking, love that. you're thinking of- uh, That's uh, Magdal? That's Magdal. Okay. You have saved our celebrate with us. But she's the only one. I think you're really underselling like the bulb guys that squirt water out of their heads. <laughs> And when I was a kid, I had a shirt of those guys and I wish to God I could find it or even find a picture of it. And I just can't. But maybe someone watching will know. She looks like the grandmother willow tree in Pocahontas, yet like crawling out of it like the ring. This lady. Oh, if she escaped. (laughs) Grandmother willow's on the run. Magdal, undeniably horrifying. I don't think you could make an argument here. No, she's cool. She's cool. I like her little baby head, her little China doll head. If this popped out of my closet as a child, I'd have a heart attack on the no, spot. No, I'd be laughing and talking. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I would. Do you have any bads at all? 
I wish it was longer. I wish we spent longer <laughs> on the green planet. Okay, okay. That's that, like wishing that for too. more wishes from a genie. Uh, more bulbs, maybe. More bulbs. More bulb guys. I could use a little more cowbell. I wish they had better merch of the bulb guys. They never have made anything of them. Hey, do you have any thoughts? Like a, like a bulb coffee mug? Oh, like a big plushie of him. I could see or a Or like um, a pool toy and you squeeze it and it squirts water. No, I do like that. Oh, bubble right. gun. Kids love those bubble guns that just shoot bubbles out I the love top. I love bubble guns. They're great. You could do that, but it's the bulb guy. Do you still have that Porg plush the size of like a hippopotamus? I sure do. <laughs> he's been kind of replaced in my videos with my giant spider, but for the Star Cruiser video, he's back. How so. much does that thing weigh? It's it's pretty light. The spider is actually the heavy one. He has okay. a metal frame inside. <laughs> oh but the Porg is like, he's uh, big, but he's light. If you know? they sold a bulb, would it be a featured spot in your background in your videos? Or? Yeah. Like it's taken first yeah. position. Well, first of all, I would get as many as they had in the ride and kind of put them around. <laughs> so I don't know if they'd be in the foreground, but maybe you'd have them decorated in yeah. various points. Yeah. I got to get my peepers on this bulb. Yeah. Sure, you know what that would be great as though, that whole scene? Rainforest Cafe. Green Planet Cafe. Now I would go to a Green Planet Cafe. Green Planet Cafe. If we just rebranded all of Rainforest Cafes mm -hmm. to be Green Planet Cafe. Okay. What would the menu items be? Well, Tikli's tikka masala. Well, now now we get into choppy water here. Oh, oh, okay. Because I see. the green plant You're getting is, a mushroom burger, right? Or, oh, oh, no, yeah. you, no, you right? can't do that. Yeah, Orbadon's mushroom burger. Yeah, but he is a mushroom, so. But he's happy that you like mushrooms. Mm. Is he? It's like in Rainforest Cafe, you're eating like monkey nuggets yeah. and stuff. And then, you, and then you get a little true. audio bite when you get served it. I have died. Yeah. yeah well, the whole <laughs> the, <laughs> the whole thing about like the green planet is that the plants are living sentient beings. And in this particular case, unless if it was like a vegetarian restaurant, that'd be twisted. They have mouths. They definitely mm. eat other plants. That's a good point. I guess what would they? They have mouths and teeth. But they would either be carnivores or they'd maybe be they only eat meat. Yeah, because otherwise they'd be cannibals. Yeah, so maybe there's like squirrels running around and they're all just eating them by the dozens. Oh my God, imagining that mushroom guy I like, know. with teeth popping out, that's scary. I'm back, I think they're bad. <laughs> think Wait, they're... you have teeth and eat? Yeah, but I'm a scary guy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the world-class tests, which is of course the crown jewel of this podcast. This is a rubric of 10 tests painstakingly devised by Byron and myself to determine mm -hmm. if an attraction is world-class. To receive the highly coveted world-class pass, the attraction must pass seven out of 10 tests. Easy. A score of six out of 10 tests leaves the attraction up for debate. That means oh. we could debate it into world-class oh. sta standing. Anything lower than six, automatic fail. Nope, gonna win, easy. All right, let's get easy. it going. First test, the okay. average tourist test. Would the average tourist have a hard time getting on this ride? Is it a long wait? Is there a complicated virtual queue system? No, but it's kind of out of the way, but no, when they get there, it's easy. No, you follow the signs. You don't have to be an expert. I know what you mean with the queue system. Yeah. It's not gate kept. No, at, at Disneyland, you basically have to be a developer. Yeah. To, to, to get to get on. You need these, a tour right? guide. You need a tour guide yeah. to give you the tour. Here, you see the wait time. Mm -hmm. You wait in line. Usually about a five minute wait. No one's simple. ever. It, it's very simple. Old fashioned. I think this is a pretty clear cut pass. I'll give it a light pass. A light pass? I'll what, do you think light... the passport just... is too complicated? No, 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 I think it's, I think it's an <laughs> easy ride to get on. I think it is. The, ride, the ride is overall overlooked, just mainly based off its location. So location, like I said. Location is just, mm -hmm. it's tucked in like this thing. Is like, you're like 
I mean, you, you're looking at that tacky Simpson a, you stuff. You might get deferred. You, you might not want to go back. Give a map. There. And besides, people are but looking for ET. I they will are. say it gets it. I definitely it definitely gets a pass because there's once again only a handful of really kid friendly rides. So all mm-hmm. families are going to come and they're going to yeah. they're going to look at that's rides. That's one of the few things you can be, do with your kids. And it's yeah, in terms of like getting on it and mm-hmm. like once you know it exists and it's there. You know what they should pass. do to plus it up for the mm-hmm. location is they could install a botanicus like halfway through the park. Oh hell that yeah! Tells you to go over to et it's I'm like barker board. bird but I'm ET. on board yeah put him on that back to the future train yeah give him a little conductor cap be oh like my hey God, yes want to take this train over to et mm-hmm. so we can it's see. like the hogwarts express but you're yeah. looking at the green planet out <laughs> exactly. the window exactly you can see all my fucked up little friends yeah that's what uh, he says exactly you can see all my fucked up little friends <laughs> et we need you <laughs> passing that one yep moving on to the second test we're one for one test number two the leslie stall test would you be willing to wait 60 minutes for this attraction. Yes. Come on now, Jenny. <laughs> v, look, in, don't think with your mind and not your heart. Would you, you see 60 minutes on the app or you really like, let's dial it up. Okay, I have to say, <laughs> this this one isn't fair because I don't think there's anything in the entire world I would wait an hour for. I mean, if you're saying worth it, I think the question is like, imagine you're coming from like Europe. You don't know if you're going to this park again. The line is 60 minutes. Are you going to skip it or are you going to do it? You would do it. You I, have to go on ET. I'm struggling here because I've been accused. I've been accused of muscling attractions through to world-class standing. I've been accused of him. I've been mm-hmm. accused by some of the audience of saying I'm voting with my heart. And if I'm being honest myself, I don't think this is worth 60 minutes. And it's it hurts. worth it. It hurts. It hurts me to say it's that. Worth it hurts it. me to say that I'm going to have to fail it. And then <gasps> it, leaves, it leaves it to... <laughs> before you answer. Before you answer. <laughs> I riddle you this. If you go to that park and every single ride has a 60 minute wait, this is going to be one of the things you pick. I'm going on Gringotts. Yeah, but this is going to be one of the things you pick to wait 60 minutes for. It's, I, it was a, it's a compelling argument. I'm going to stick is, with a no. It, I'm going to wow. stick with a no. Because, for example, if it was, let's say, like in Disneyland that is absolutely exactly. stacked Exactly. Rides, yes, yeah. yes. Then there's no way you could get all the 60. But yeah, like mm-hmm. how like how many? What, Rip I Ride think, Rocket I'd want. Revenge of the Mummy I'd want. Mm-hmm. Gringotts I'd want. Personally, I'd ride... E.T. over both of those. But that's yeah. more commentary on the state of this theme park yeah. as opposed to it as a ride in general. This is a much harder choice I, like than I thought. Um, I'm sticking with though. I'm going to have some integrity here and not listen to the here, flash. Here's why it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> if I was there multiple days and like I walked by and it's 60, I would go, I'm going to wait till later. If I go by on my last day and it's 60, I'm doing it. I'm probably getting a snack first. Yeah. I'm charging my phone. Like a popcorn. And I'm probably going to buy like a plushy VT and I'm going to make my friend also do that. And we're going to be like playing ET in the line. Well, let me ask you this because now that makes me think of something else. Mm-hmm. And this is also a good framing device for this question. Okay. Let's say you're at the park with a family who's never been to the park before mm-hmm. and you're like, you got to get on, you got to yeah. get on these attractions. Are you going to feel in your heart of hearts good about making yes. your folks wait 60 minutes for ET? Yes. You might be a psychopath. I nope. don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to say that because you are a guest, but that- That guy, would be the number one ride I would I tell bad. people they had to go on. I'd feel bad. I'd be like, you have to go on ET. <laughs> Byron, we're going to need an answer here. You got to break the tie. You got to break the tie. Someone's got to do it. I can't oh, no. believe I'm saying this. I'm going to give it a pass. Yes. What in the yes. world? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, you, Why? Like, because there's not really any other rides in that Universal Park that well, give me I a feel feeling like of magic. No, 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 no. No, because I was almost there. I, I just think <laughs> if, if this was in many different parks, I don't think I would give it a pass. 
And also a part of the reason why I am passing this, because why I do have an incentive to wait potentially 60 minutes is the same reason why I'm going to fail this in another test coming oh down gosh. the road. I will, right. I will give this a pass. It passes. It's okay. two for two. I don't think that was the right thing to do, but you know, what do I do? I'm just a guy with a clipboard. Uh, number three, the smartphone test. Does the queue of this ride have enough to keep you off of your phone? No. Wait, the forest, yeah. The forest. Not the queue, the cattle pen thing. The cattle pen outside, that's kind of hard to do. But the forest, yeah. The forest, and even the pre-show room that's like a studio setting, which is a little odd. That's true, they have a little video for you. That's fun. It's a little confused, because it's like, it's real, but then it's not real. We're on a set, but we're not on a set. Kind of like the mummy. It shouldn't be a set, in my opinion, but I guess that's the theme of the park. Maybe they wanted him to do that. And that is the theme of that first room, which is like, I'm Steven Spielberg. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Well, I'm saying like maybe when they built the ride, they're like, it's the movie, but then the park officials were like, all of these have to be going inside the movie like an actor. Which is what it was originally. That was Mm -hmm. the first pre-show video. But I do think there's plenty in this queue to keep you yeah, off of you your just phone. Yeah, stare at the forest. And Botanicus? Oh, and Botanic? There's there's animatronics in the yeah. queue. There's two little yeah. astronauts. There's mm-hmm. the, the speak and spell. Also, the ambiance in this queue is good enough that somebody, I don't know how they did this because they clearly, they looks like they just left their phone or a camera attached to one of the railings and just recorded oh. for 15 minutes and then ambient upo- footage and uploaded it to YouTube. Oh, it's, that's a treasure. It's great because you could hear like the speak and spell in the background. You could hear parts of the John Williams yeah, score. I love when people you could do hear that. the forest kind of chirping. And then they must have just went back and grabbed it. I don't. Yeah. I, it's amazing. So like they were too busy looking at Botanicus. Exactly. And I I've not seen any other ride where someone has done this. Mm-hmm. Granted, I think that video has three hundred views. <laughs> And I might be 300. That's why no one's doing it. (laughs) It's me. I did it. Yeah. Uh, But uh, I I have to say this is obviously a pass for me. Pass for you? I think it's a pass. I guess the caveat is it depends on how long the line is because Mm. I feel like it could quickly overextend the queue that's there. And then you're just outside. But I've never seen it out there. Me neither. So so. I I would say yes. If we were waiting 60 minutes for this ride, (laughs) I'd give it a no. But you're not going to be waiting 60 minutes (laughs) for this ride. Well, what is this cognitive dissonance? You just said you would wait 60 minutes. I I said I'm willing to wait. never gets that long. I said I'm willing to wait 60 minutes, but you bet your ass I'm going to be on my phone for those 60 minutes. These are separate. I'm protecting the sanctity of this pod, and that's that's what I'm here to do. Don't kill the messenger. Look, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. I'm looking at you. She's yeah. the guest. I'm not going to get angry at her. And that has, been, you. that has been me many of times. Oh, whatever, dude. <laughs> All right. It's passing. That's three for Pass. three. Should it be three? I don't know. But we're moving to four. The Tony Stark test. How innovative is this attraction? Does it push theme park tech forward? Or did it push theme park Sure, tech? yes. Now, yep. I have to say, the ride system was used before on Peter Pan-ish. Like, you know, that suspended kind of system. The text-to-speech. The text. <laughs> he says your name. He does say your name, but I Innovative. mean- Innovative. Yeah, Bur- Burkett Engineering, they came in and that was the first time that system was ever created and used. Yeah, whatever ride has- what other ride ever did that before ET? And I will say that that personal moment created through that like text-to-speech like system probably motivated perhaps even Disney on future rides. Yeah, to interactivity. unique interactive moments yeah, fueled by technology. They innovated. Yeah, look, it's we're squeaking it. I think that's a squeaker, but it's I'm gonna, not. I'm, <laughs> it firmly wins. It definitely <laughs> does. It, yeah. I think it did take um, Team Park down. You know, I'm going to give it the pass. And that's going to be mm-hmm. that's going to be four for four. That means we are almost to world class standing. We're yes. two away from just being able to debate it. In it's going to win. It's going to N- win. Number five, the Hollywood test. Can this attraction be adapted for the silver screen? Does it have a oh, comprehensible yeah. story? Of course. 
It's crying for it. Yeah. E.T. the ride, the movie. E.T. the ride, the movie. <laughs> With that's the like, green planet. That's like those Planet of the Apes films that are yeah. just getting longer and longer in titles. I have to say, I do think this could actually be made into a separate movie. If there was a sequel, we go to the green planet. Soft reboot. And yeah. also it's based off of a film. So this is already an automatic pass from, mm-hmm. that, from that perspective. So that's a pass. Moving on. Easy. We're breezing. We're five for five right Easy. now. If, wow. you're, if you're worried about the fate of E.T. It's getting in. Number six, The Simpson Test. How likely is this to be replaced with something new? Oh, that's not fair. Now, no, no, no. This now, one's super debatable. Now, and now here's some interesting things. I'm going to give some background here. Going back to the creative contract that Spielberg has with Universal. Allegedly. And some, allegedly, this is preventing them from taking this right out. Some cite the idea that the contract necessitates one piece of Spielberg IP per Orlando Park mm-hmm. because he was a consultant for the two theme parks there. Islands of Adventure has Jurassic Park, Universal Studios Florida, E.T. Some on Reddit has cited that a departure from E.T. would require a large payment to Spielberg Ooh. or would result in Spielberg ending his partnership altogether. Nobody knows why it's still there. I'm glad it's there. I am a little annoyed that people think the only reason it's there is because of some Spielberg contract and not mm-hmm. because of the merit of the ride on its, its own. Because it's incredible. Because it's an incredible ride based on a classic film. That's mm-hmm. why it's still there. That being said, it's involved in rumors every year. This is like yeah. a, a player on the Lakers. Trade rumors all the time. We never know if it's actually going to be there. I say goodbye to it every time I'm on it. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, I do think it will be replaced at some point. This also sucks to say, but like, are Gen Alpha watching E.T.? I don't think so. No, I don't think any generation. And I think that's going to endanger the ride, too, if it's less of like a timeless film. And I think it's less in the zeitgeist than Back to the Future. Yeah, definitely. And Back to the Future went. Back to the Future was probably a more popular ride when it got removed. And it got removed for Mm -hmm. The Simpsons. So I think it will be replaced. I think within 10 years, it'll be replaced. I don't really think they'll replace it, but I agree that it's in danger of being replaced. As soon as Spielberg, who is getting up there, uh, is out of the eyes moving back and forth, and I was like, she's trying to wiggle out of this one. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this one would have to fail, I think. All right, the first Because I am one. always worried about it constantly. Five for six. I'm worried about it all the time, more yeah. so than I'd care to admit. I don't think it should be replaced. No, I don't but think, I think so either. They, they're thinking about they're it. They're going to. But they're getting a whole new park. It's not like they're hurting for space epic universe is gonna save et i don't think so i think epic universe is gonna write its death certificate because all the modern tech they have over there remember this is a day one attraction for this already dated theme park Mm -hmm. once they break out a new theme park that has a bunch of new tech and new rides and they're trying to sell people on this being a full week destination for families Mm -hmm. they need to upgrade the other parks to match that here's something we're not anticipating a terrible reboot et film Making it culturally relevant again and saving now, the whole thing. That is an interesting quandary. They'll plus it up with Girly T, the lead of the new film. <laughs> well, for me, I don't want them to remake that film ever. And if that's what has to happen for them to keep the ride, I prefer the ride to die. No, it's a worthy sacrifice. It's not. There's never been so good, Jenny. Yeah, it's they're not going to delete the old one. They're will, just going to save the ride and put a wig on E.T. and all I the think, scenes. How about this? They try to take this ride out. You and I will fly down to Orlando. We'll chain ourselves to the ride. Mm-hmm. Like somebody with a tree. I'm going to climb out in the green planet. Yeah, you're just, I'm never <laughs> leaving the green the planet. I'm just going to shackle myself to that bell yep. guy. Moving on to test seven. Oh, Nervous. Boy. The signature moment test. Can this ride hold its own without its signature moment? Is it a one trick pony? Now, so would that be like flying in front of the moon? I think it would be flying or it would be E.T. saying your name would be my two. Oh, well, you moment. can't pick two, so. 
I the think, fact that there are two alone speaks would, to how would, it's going to I pass the I was going to say, I think that it should pass in that mm-hmm. in that sense because it is telling a three-act structure. It's mm-hmm. not like one of the old classic dark rides. Recently, we did Jurassic World, that big dinosaur, the big amazing animatronic. Oh, yeah. Without that, I don't really want to go on that ride, which yeah. I just recently did, by the way. I, wa- I got to the front of the line. I'd waited only like 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and I asked the, uh, the person, <laughs> I asked the ride operator, hey, is that big dinosaur still down? And he went, yeah. Was this the Jurassic World version? Yeah. Because see, the old version, they had the gates opening and yeah. the, the um, brontosaurus sitting up, and that was its own moment too. Yeah, and they and took that, both yeah. of those and out. And they took that out. So, so now, now they really do just have the one thing. And yeah. he said, it's it's not. And I was like, all right. And I walked down a line. That thing's always broken. It is. Always I've only seen it once working. It's incredible. It's, and then when it's broken, they put it behind a tarp and yeah. you can still kind of see it. And you're like, oh man. Oh, we, have just, a, we have a discussion on that. The yeah. tarp? <laughs> it, 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 why do you put a curtain in front of it? Just have it stand there I put know. strobe lights under yeah. it like i don't get Seriously. it give it the yeti treatment anyways i think this is a pass yeah oh no. i mean it's got two-thirds so it doesn't matter no say it say, huh? say what you have to say i don't think i don't think it's a pass why don't you think it's a pass I, I think if you remove it flying over the city you're left with just the green planet could you that's imagine that's the best part could you imagine with this <laughs> just the best part. can you imagine just like yeah like dusting the cops and then just all of a sudden you're whoop in the green planet and like I, it, it's a nice touch at the end to get your name but like not everyone's getting their name especially not today think about it maybe like three people at best are getting their name said everyone else feels gypped i don't think it's a signature moment i think it's you a can't cute, be happy for other a, people it's a cute it's a cute <laughs> touch Je- I, you can't I, be happy for your fellow man not, when he I, says I, their in name? this case i am not a team player <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I waited 10 whole minutes for this ride. I want my name said to Not me. Right. <laughs> I think it's a pass. It's so cold. It's a pass. It, 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 it's it's, it's, it's two thirds. It's a pass. You're overruled. You're overruled. Um, overruled. Six for seven. <laughs> let's move on to test number eight. But before we do that, let's have a word from our sponsors. And we're back. Let's get back to the final three tests. Let's see if we could give this the bona fide sure thing world class pass. Moving on to test number eight with a standing of six out of seven. We need one more to that world-class pass. Number eight. The p- oh no. <laughs> I apologize in advance, Jenny. This is the premature oh, no. detraculation test. Does this ride finish too soon? Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, an emb- I'm embarrassed. And uh, that is the name of the test. It is the name of the test. Wow. Does this ride wow. finish too soon? I do not think so. Well, actually, well, by your own words, you said- I know, I'm regretting saying you that. You said the ride should be longer. But that means I love it so much. It's not that it's. It's not that it feels like it doesn't have a conclusion. It feels like a complete ride. I just would rather if it was like 20 minutes long. <laughs> this, this is how living off- with the lamb length. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is like offhand Disney's take mm-hmm. on living with the And then land. we go he, through like, the different biomes of uh, the yeah. green planet oh, yeah. and all the different creatures that live therein. I think it's a perfect length, to be honest. Okay. I, I mean, I, I could do with a little more, but it's not like, ah, if it was just a little more, I would have liked that ride. It's yeah. more like, if it was a little more, I'd be even happier somehow. It feels like the length you would expect it to be. It solves the problem that I had with Peter Pan's flight. I do wish that it spent more time flying over the city as opposed to on the green planet, but still the ride as a whole, it does feel mm-hmm. like you're getting a full. Are we passing pretty... this then? Is that a pass? Yeah, yeah it's, yep. it's it's a world-class attraction, Ryan. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> what the fuck? Yay! <laughs> Look, you didn't know it would be? I think it is, it's but so considering the state of it today, it's kind of crazy to be like, this ride is world-class. It's I, not that crusty. Neck, E.T.'s neck is broken. I That's was... a temporary problem. <laughs> That's true. It's, a temporary... it's not going to be like that all the time. Uh, seven, seven, it won? It won? S- seven for eight. It's automatically a world-class ride, but 
to see how it sits in the mm. annals of all of our other attractions. Let's see how high we could get this bad boy up there. Did you call it this baby boy? I, I almost called it baby boy. You know <laughs> what? I'm just going to redo that. Let's, as, so, as you cradle, as we, cradle that little guy. Let's see how high we can get this baby boy up on the on the scoreboard. Uh, <laughs> let's go on to test number nine, the exit hall test. Hmm. Do you see people be physically excited getting off this ride? Do they have that bounce? Are they talking? Oh, yeah. You know, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, me. Wait yeah. a sec. No, wait. Well, you. The that's... last time I went, I did it five times in a row, and they started just letting me go in the exit. That's incredible. I know. Now you're like high fiving people, I like was. the ride attendants. We got like, off like one more, one <laughs> yeah. more. Mm-hmm. I have to say, the you could make an argument that it does have that bounce. Because yeah. kids, when they hear their name you said to them by ET. ET, they're like, he said my name. Yeah. And you're like, it's kind of a cheap trick in that sense. You it flew gets... through the air and you saved ET and he acknowledged you. Oh, my God. Let me think about this. Spring Byron, you go first. Step. It's obviously a pass for Jenny. Yeah, it's a pass. <laughs> it's a pass. It's not a pass for me. <laughs> I, th- I think it's What it's, gives it's you a spring in your step? It's cute. It's cute. There's no, there's no, there's no thrill. Like, you know, I'm just bitter because I know Byron's never going to be said on this ride. It's just, I'm never going to have that bounce. What rides would you pass on this Are you step? really failing it again because it's not saying your name specifically? <laughs> that was a joke. I just feel like in it general. It's a joke. It's your name's fault. It seems it's the same thing. I don't like get off Peter Pan. E.T. probably couldn't like, even like, pronounce it right. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm getting. Beron. I don't think there's. Yeah. I, I don't think I have bounce when I get off this ride. I'm like happy. I'm like nice. I like that was really what cute. What gives you bounce? Like Space huh? Mountain, you see people like, wow, Space sometimes Mountain. people applaud. After That's Space me Mount. after ET. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just Shia LaBeouf in the crowd. Yeah. Just, just one person. Yeah. And I can't imagine if I like brought any friends or family on this ride today. This is true. I, I wasn't. I didn't have the bounce, but I did have tears in my eyes because I was so emotional. Because I thought, wow, that's the last time well, I'm it, ever going to get on this ride. Because there's no way this is going to be here in a year or two. Like, and so I don't think that's bounce though. I, I think, feel like moving you to tears should be a bonus. <laughs> That's because it's going to go <laughs> you know away, what? not because it's like a magical. Oh, well, for me, it's because you know it's magical and transcendent. According to my mom, when I went on this when I was two, I was in awe. See, so, you were in awe. Fuck it. It's a yes, pass. Yes. All right, sure. Why yes. not? Guys, <laughs> it's, it's, that makes it the best ride ever, that's probably. Not, not, no, no, not no, no, quite not yet. Quite. Not oh, quite yet. We fail it on one. There's one more test. And it's going to pass this one. Oh, I don't we think do, it We will. do have a 10 for 10 on this show. That <laughs> what happened. was it? It was uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway no. Railway. It was. It no. was. It was uh, this, is, this, is, this is eight for nine. Let's move to Boo. 10. Test number 10, the final test. Let's see if we could get it to nine okay. out of 10. This is the fine wine test. Mm. Has this attraction aged well? Yeah. Has your opinion of the attraction appreciated or depreciated since your first experience? Or if it's a new ride, do you believe it will age well? My opinion of it? Yeah. Better every time. You thought Runaway Railway would age like a fine wine? I did think that. It's all screens. Well, I mean, it's a creative use of screens, though, I would say. Like, it mixes mixes them in a a practical way. We're not here to talk about Runaway Railway. Even those Mickey designs are going to last a decade. You're trying to to deflect and go to a different topic because E.T.'s neck is broken. (laughs) Every time I ride E.T., I love it more and more every time. But would you agree... That mm-hmm. every time you get on it, it has degraded more since the last time you've been on it. I don't really notice that. I didn't. There was nothing wrong with it the last time I went other than that it had recently crushed someone's foot. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that didn't happen when I was on it. So, oh, so you don't care about your fellow oh. man? I I care, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but E.T. said their name probably too. You win mm. some and you lose some. I uh, I have to say... 
<laughs> I think this is a clear fail. I think the ride is spectacular. I love this ride. It's one of my favorite rides of all time. However, mm. every time I've gotten on it, it is worse than but the last But your beef, time. it sounds like it's with the maintenance, not with whether the tech holds yeah, up. Yeah, that's the thing. There's two, there's two sides. Up. There are two sides to the coin, though, yeah. as well, when it comes to the fine wine test. There's the like the physical like functioning components mm -hmm. and then there's also just how well how they have you it. gone older like but also just how like your emotions are attached mm. to the ride in comparison like to all the cool new rides that are coming out over time and, yeah so in some respect there is a part of me that feels like oh like because universal has made so many bland screen rides mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's something a little special here however oh, no i do feel like the technical components weigh it down so much for me i could see someone passing it but for me i will go with a fail because they so like what did you see well. that was broken when you went other than his neck the animal <laughs> the animatronics a whole they're other twitching than they the need updates characters they're like, neck. They're, they're, what else was broken I, I just, mm -hmm. to say my piece again, even though mm -hmm. we've already lost this round, <laughs> I think that when you go practical effects, unlike uh, more state-of-the-art things that are kind of a flash-in-the-pan trend, like shooting-style rides and yes, screen-based yes, yes. rides and the motion-based mm -hmm. stuff, I feel like when you build a grand immersive set, it's always going to age well. And you can't always guarantee that it's going to be maintained well, but it's like, mm -hmm. you know, animation can look crusty, like think of like PhilharMagic and yes, stuff. Yes, yes. It can quickly become dated, but if you physically build a robot of E.T., that's always going to look like E.T.'s there in the room. And that won't be degraded by time. Even though, like I said, they, the park can choose to not maintain it well. I think aside from maintenance, because that's actually a really good point, uh, practical effects and the scale will always age well mm -hmm. because it's more immersive. However, I think aside from the maintenance, the animatronics themselves are quite dated, mm -hmm. even if they were operating at their full capacity. And I think some of the show scenes are a little more dated. In that sense, it doesn't pack as much of a punch as it could wow. by contemporary standards. I think it's unfortunately a fail. So that's uh, that's that's my piece. I'm not happy about. I'm not happy about it. But you know what? It's a world class attraction. We should be happy. It is. Yay! It's, it's, yeah. yeah it's eight out of ten. I think that's very good. Eight out of ten. I'll tell you what. Universal uses as an incentive to go clean that ride up. Yeah, and then we'll get it over the hump, and then it could There'll potentially be, be a nine of a ten. Where we relitigate it, and it gets yeah. a perfect. Yeah, e relitigated. I got a feeling it's, it's probably gonna be a seven or a six, but you know, what? I mean, that's just because I I still think the sixty minute one is cr the Leslie Stahl test. Come on now, guys. We're gonna, we're gonna get absolutely e. destroyed in the comments. <laughs> Let's be no, ET's worth it. <laughs> to Jenny's credit, she brought this ride onto the pod. She's she's obviously its most ardent defender. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think she made great points. Mm -hmm. I think anybody who has a problem with the rubric heard the points. And They'll all agree with me. Everyone in the comments is going <laughs> to agree. They're going to agree with you. They're just going to question our rubric. We got it there. Mm -hmm. We're home. E.T. is home. Uh, we could, Yeah, let's all. E.T. Now, uh, that does it for this episode of For Your Amusement. Thank you all for listening or watching if you watched the video version. If you're listening, do us a favor, subscribe, and rate the podcast that helps us keep doing this crazy show, and we'd love to. And if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe as well. Thank you again to Jenny for <laughs> coming <laughs> and gracing us with your presence. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to shout out before you leave? My channel. Its name is Jenny Nicholson. It's my name. Yeah. And uh, you can watch videos on it. Can't and miss it. You could follow the pod at FYA pod and you could follow myself at at Ryan Bergara on Instagram and at Ryan S Bergara on Twitter. And Byron is at Byron A. Marin on everything. Of course, I had to change mine because there's that pesky Ryan Bergara in the Philippines who took the Twitter handle. I'll have to kill him one day. I got to stop saying that at the end of podcasts, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to murder him. <laughs> Anyways, we'll see you all next time uh, on For Your Amusement. Bye bye.